Hello, I'm Lila Ledesma and welcome to a special podcast from Coindesk. On Friday morning, the crypto community got a sobering reminder of that old sore about our industry, when OKX, one of the largest crypto exchanges, suspended withdrawals. Indefinitely. The company, whose operations are located primarily in Hong Kong, said one of the holders of the multi-signature private key is, quote, currently cooperating with a public security bureau in investigations, end quote. OKX's CEO later said the investigation is due to the keyholder's, quote, personal issue. But the keyholders being out of touch prevented withdrawal authorization from being completed, the exchange said. For customers, that means their money is stuck inside OKX with no clear timeline on when they'll be able to get it out. Quite the opposite of the self-sovereignty crypto is supposed to be about. This is a developing story and as I record this on Friday afternoon, we still don't have all the facts. Nevertheless, the OKX situation highlights a number of broader, complex issues around security practices, market structure, plus the differences between the traditional finance system and the wild frontiers of crypto and DeFi. The following are some salient observations from Coindesk staff members, starting with Noel Atchison, Coindesk Director of Research. This would only happen in crypto because traditional exchanges are not structured this way. Only in crypto does the exchange hold customer funds. Only in crypto you have that centralized vulnerability, which is ironic given that the entire industry strung up on the back of the decentralized ethos. Only in crypto. And But the interesting thing to think about also, and there's a huge amount of angles we can pull on here, this, if anything, is going to accelerate the already existing trend of CFI platforms adopting DeFi principles. A point of clarification from Adam B. Levine, Coindesk podcast and audio editor. And so far as the multi-sig holding, or what's the what's the DeFi element here? Where you don't have centralized signature holders is all sort of automatized. I'm not a DeFi expert, but this is one of the reasons I suspect that a lot of the CeFi platforms have been looking into DeFi applications, not just for customer convenience, but also for enhanced security. Go figure, ironic, I know. This is also one of the reasons I fully expect traditional financial platforms start adopting some of the DeFi technologies because of the enhanced security. Multisig for reserves is a trend that in large exchanges is a trend that predates DeFi. I don't know if I would necessarily equate those two. Michael J. Casey, Coindesk Chief Content Officer. I don't think it's multisig though. I think, yeah. I think it's more than multisig though, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's about just keeping... Some matching mechanism that doesn't require uh, as much sort of interface and therefore you have the keys and the control of the individual. But it doesn't matter anyway, because in traditional world, whatever happens, the banks can still do whatever they want with your money because they actually hold the ultimate control. That's not quite the state when you're looking at crypto assets. Also, in traditional world, say an exchange goes down, doesn't matter because they don't hold the customer funds. Let's say a broker goes down who does hold your funds. Again, doesn't matter because the law is in place pretty much everywhere to segregate client funds from the broker's funds. And those laws do not yet exist in the crypto industry. Why not, Noel? And, and is, would that be this, Would that somehow be a solution or would you still end up with the same risk? Because Not yet, because the crypto industry doesn't yet have brokers. So again, that's something else that sort of needs to emerge still to remove, to abstract some of the risk from the exchanges themselves, put them into the hands of validated third parties, be they centralized or decentralized, and this is an interesting thread to pull on, and then establish rules, right, jurisdictional rules that protect customer funds. 
Right now, the vulnerability of the centralized platforms in the crypto industry is staggering, as we are seeing. I mean, we don't need to go back too far to remember what happened when the BitMEX founder got uh, arrested and the doubts that BitMEX would be able to process withdrawals. They were unfounded. They were able to continue. But had two BitMEX founders been arrested, they would not have been able to. That vulnerability, we narrowly escaped. Another huge difference, and this is a very important difference, is that relative lightly regulated capital markets businesses do exist in other jurisdictions, but they're not systemic. They're not a big part of the industry. Whereas only in crypto do we have lightly regulated exchanges or platforms of any sort wielding such an influence over the entire industry. This whole thing is so fascinating with the questions that the acceleration of trends that we've been seeing anyway, and the next one that we should be starting to talk about is jurisdictional arbitrage. Yeah, again, I... we saw that with the BitMEX guys. We're seeing it again with this. And to what extent will this be allowed to continue? And to what extent will the FATF start to hold individual governments accountable? So I think that the, the DeFi thing is like much more about jurisdictional arbitrage and trying to service customers that they can't service at the centralized level than it is. And I also think there's a significant marketing angle to it too, because of all the excitement about DeFi. The, the other issues that we're talking about here is, I mean, like, it's not like security is better in these other systems. We're effectively talking about squeezing a balloon. Like you're going to have risk manifest wherever the surface area is. And it doesn't really matter if you're talking about centralized, like again, with the decentralized stuff, you're just as vulnerable to this key stuff, but then you're also vulnerable to the level of smart contract, you know, exploitation, and the kind of many things we've seen on that side. So I don't know, I, I take it a lot less seriously than you do, Noel. I don't take it seriously yet, but we're seeing the trends starting to coalesce around in that direction. Obviously, the technology, let's face it, is nowhere near ready yet. And if centralized finance in the traditional sense is going to start adopting some of these, then obviously it's going to be in-house developed applications. It's the sort of idea, it's the ethos, it's the fact that it's even possible now using some of the technologies that didn't exist 10 years ago. That I find very exciting and yeah. they are looking into it. They're not serious about it yet. They're not putting money into it yet, but they have teams. The big banks have teams studying this. And we saw you know, CZ repeat on Wednesday, I mean, something he's been saying for quite a while. He doesn't see DeFi as a competitor. He sees it as a complement to the centralized businesses. That's where we'll start to see it first in the CFI crypto exchanges starting to adopt by DeFi protocols or DeFi companies even. And then eventually that will trickle up, and I'm talking over the years, that will trickle up to the traditional CFI because this is a trend that isn't really going to stop. It's more of an idea that's starting to change how they think finance will work. And it's the transparency behind it because while DeFi, yeah, you can front run it, you can do all sorts of things with it that transparency offers, the regulators are going to be attracted so this kind of insight into what's happening in real time. Brad Kuhn, editor of Coindesk's first mover newsletter, raises an interesting question. With this system where just a few people have these keys and there's only so much redundancy, and BitMEX had the same thing, was that known? Like, did everybody know that's how it worked? No, this is another interesting consequence we're going to see. People aren't asking, well, maybe they are, but we haven't heard people asking the questions of the exchanges that they are entrusting their funds to. Put your security protocols front and center. How do withdrawals work? I'm sure there are very glib assurances as in, don't worry, multi-sig, we're good. We had a really close call with BitMEX and this looks like pretty serious stuff. We still don't know what happened. We still don't know who's detained and we still don't know who even holds the keys, but obviously something's happened and OKX is one of the largest crypto fiat exchanges in the industry, if not the largest. There's a tension, though, there between 
the security of the system and the transparency of the system, right? Because if the key holders are known, then it makes them easier to target, which makes it actually easier to do this. So yeah, like a lot of these problems don't have good solutions, but people do use obscurity as a means of security, just kind of out of habit, like at the point that there are best practices. And I like, I think that people have been trying to design those for the last 10 years for this stuff. That just means that it's another attack vector because that's the best practice. So you've figured out now what method they're going about doing the securing and it makes it so that you can attack it through that way. So I don't know, there's definitely tension there. And then on the the DeFi, CeFi thing to CZ's comments, like what else could he say? There's no other alternative to that. Like he doesn't want to compete with DeFi because that's, you know, competing against a Hydra that already has some momentum. So of course they're going to get out and try and own that. Yeah, but what FTX are doing is very interesting. I mean, they started off as a centralized exchange. They're converting themselves into a decentralized exchange, which is fascinating. I, t- I took a look at the token movements, both BNB and FTT, which are the Binance and the FTX coins respectively. They fell 3%, 5% and haven't really recovered, whereas Uniswap fell 2% and is now something like up 15 Coindesk will stay on top of this developing story. Follow us on Twitter at Coindesk and check coindesk.com regularly for the latest updates. Thank you for listening. For Coindesk, this is Lila Ledesma reminding you to heed the words of Nick Sabo. Trusted third parties are security holes.